Welcome to News Munch. You're looking to the world of weird. I'm Jay, I'll be your host today because, quite frankly, I'm the only one in the studio who's not a raging alcoholic. And here are your weird news headlines. South Korean officials have warned that any Korean found using marijuana in Canada will be arrested, despite Canada recently legalising the drug. A 61-year-old man died after eating squirrel brains in New York. A Connecticut councilman is being forced to resign after his profile on a website catering to furries was made public. A 17-year-old student rebelled against the school's decision to ban bags by bringing his books in a microwave. And lastly, the US Air Force was ordered to explain why they spent more than $300,000 on special coffee cups over the last three years. Those are your weird news headlines. As I mentioned before, I'm not the only one in the studio. Here with me, I have Fraser. Hi there. I have Dylan. Hello there. And I have Brad. Hello there. Cool. So here's how the show works. Every week we find a weird story. We bring it to the table, pitch it to the rest of the group, and at the end we all come together and decide who has the weirdest story of the week. First up, we have Fraser. Okay, so I have a mystery disappearance in Kansas and I'm not speaking about Dorothy in Toto. No? Nice. Wizard of Oz cool. anyone? Yep, that's solid. Yeah, we know. I hate that film. Eight years anyway, old. That's a good film. It's colourful. Anyway, what's gone missing, you ask? I give you one guess... It weighs 150 pounds and is worth four thousand um, dollars. A gorilla? N- no, expensive gorilla. That'd be a cheap gorilla. <laughs> I'm not in the gorilla market, to be honest. Uh, gorilla will cost you up to five thousand. No. Ah. Uh, okay, we've had our one guest still. Uh, mobility scooter. No, a giant colon. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, like the punctuation or the the. <laughs> no, like an inflatable colon. Oh. <laughs> What, the, 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 what do you mean by inflatable? <laughs> like like inflatable, like you blow it up and then you get a 15-foot colon that you can go in and out it... <laughs> with cancer and tumours attached to it. Why, why does this exist? Glad uh, <laughs> you asked. <laughs> uh, the colon was on its way to a fun run and uh, where the cancer... <laughs> was it running? Yeah, you need to give us more context, yeah. man. So the colon was on its way to a fun run um, where the Cancer Coalition, it's a charity, not an evil organisation, were planning <laughs> on using it to teach some joggers about colon cancer. So the aim of it was the joggers run through the colon, they go, oh, a tumour, better get that checked out, you know. Um, an oncologist has gone on the record, he said, colorectal cancer screening is the most powerful weapon we have against colorectal cancer. He was uh, oncologist John Ashcroft. Um, he also said that colon cancer is a tough subject for many to talk about, and the giant 150-pound, 10-foot long inflatable colon is a great conversation starter. We'll see about that next time he takes it speed dating with him. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's it taken to a fun run. People run through it, and no. they, they learn. Yeah, it's been travelling around Kansas and oh, people okay. run up and down through the colon. They thought, well, I best check myself out for cancer. So exactly, like, how much space does it take up when the people run through it? Is it like a size of a street? Something like that? It's like 10 foot tall and quite wide. Like, it's a big, it's a big colon. And it's, it's, made, it's made purely of rubber and air and it weighs 150 pounds. So say, hypothetically, the day of the fun run, they're starting to pack stuff down. You take the wrong turning left down the avenue and then you find yourself lost in the colonoscopy sort of yeah, section. Yeah, you just find yourself in a colon. Right. So if it's 150 pounds and it's 10 foot tall, how'd it go missing? 
somebody stole it out of the back of a pickup truck. What? <laughs> oh, so and they can't find it. Inflatable. But how can you not find a ten foot colon? Why is it just not ten foot all the time? They might have deflated it and said it's their kid's bouncy castle. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it costs a lot of money, like you said, it, <laughs> just check what? cash yeah. converters around the country to see if anyone's reselling it. For an inflatable, that's like... No, inflatables are really expensive. Are they? Yeah, man. You'd, you'd like look at like Macy's Day Parade floats and stuff like that. Setting you back some serious dollar. I We're never knew you about... celebrated Macy's Day Parade, Brad. <laughs> What's your favourite part of the Irish culture? Macy's Day Parade. Is Macy's Day Parade I Irish? I think it is, yeah. I couldn't think oh. of a single thing with Irish culture that wasn't shamrock shakes. <laughs> but my question is, right. is what kind of a-holes would steal a $4,000 colon? People who want $4,000. Why would you want it? Yes, but they're well, not going to sell it for $4,000. They're not going to sell it at retail value, are, are they? Like... Oh, no. It might have to go for $3,000. <laughs> yeah, oh, they... no. Who's going to pay $3,000 to All just right. have a 10-foot colon? Say you get the colon? Someone paid $4,000 for it. <laughs> yeah, but it was commissioned for it. All right, let's say you get the colon back to the Thieves Guild and you try and fence it. You're not going to get a good price because who's he going to set it on to? Like, oh, hey, I don't want to buy a colon. Maybe it's a rival coalition charity that's like really jealous of their colon. It's too hot an item. It needs to be moved quick. You can sell anything on the black market, so... You would know. <laughs> All that stuff you sell. Yeah, you know, like bouncy castles and like ball pits and Jay, stuff. Jay, uh, if you've Mike's got... made out of earrings. If you go on the uh, uh, black market, you can find Jay's uh, rates for bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, and also weddings. I think you've like you've mistaken the black market for like ads in the back of a local newspaper. I, I thought it was just Craigslist. I currently have a 95% uh, seller's rating. Um, <laughs> one git gave me a one-star review because apparently I didn't package it right, but whatever. So, Fraser, on. <laughs> back onto your story then. So, uh, what have the police sort of said about this? Like, about this big colon <laughs> <laughs> the police haven't had much to do they're looking for it they really want it because uh <laughs> because of its educational purposes but i have my own theory okay. i feel that somebody is stealing all kinds of giant inflatable body parts to create a giant inflatable frankenstein <laughs> because last week in portland a giant 50 pound two foot nose went missing you're kidding an international a national caper how yeah. much did the nose cost I'm not, it doesn't really say how much the nose costs, but um, Keep that to this woman had like a real attachment to this nose. She rescued it from the trash <laughs> and she woke up <laughs> one morning. She she kept it and yeah, she rescued it. That's her turn. You make it sound like a lost puppy <laughs> or an orphan or something yeah. like that. It's an inflatable nose. <laughs> and um, yeah, she woke up one morning. She left it on her porch. It was gone. Somebody's still on a giant nose. So Why did she leave it on her porch? Take where where would she put it? On the mantelpiece. <laughs> Sounds like a prized so, possession to me. Mounted on the wall. Colon gone. What's next? My prediction would be... <laughs> Mystic Fraser, please tell us. I'm just... Hold on. <laughs> I'm just going to clairvoyancy school. <laughs> I'm analysing the patterns. Great radio here. Oh, that's what they're going to take. What? What are they going to take, Fraser? Great Giant radio? Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that what they took? No, they're going to take that next. Okay. No, no, that's, that's just Fraser's prediction. prediction. And um, <laughs> also, now. in case anyone else wants to go to any educational intestinal body parts to learn more about the body and have a fun time, in Belgium, there is a cafe that is an anus. It is an anus or it looks what, like... What do you mean? Are you it's saying it's a anus? bad place because it's kind of no, rude? No, the whole thing is an anus. Oh, okay. So it's designed to be an anus. No, 
on the outside it looks like an anus <laughs> on the inside it looks like an anus but it's a wine bar where do you get <gasps> the wine from oh my god maybe that's who stole it the belgians <laughs> The Belgians stole it to create an extension. It's like the kids it's the kids' play area. They're using like the, the cancerous humorous colon for the kids to have fun. It's just all clicked here. I had nothing to link the two, but like that's what's happening. When you first started that, I was like, oh no, here's Fraser and another one is his racial tirades, but <laughs> you linked it together. I was quite proud of you. No, no, like Belgium isn't an anus, they have an anus, it's a wine bar. <laughs> and they might have stolen the colon to but how does, extension. How yeah, does the nose tie into this? Well, they needed something to sniff it out. <gasps> the nose has nothing to do with the... Di- is it a red herring? Well, is Belgium, Bel- Belgium haven't got much of a rep in terms of, like, wars and that, and military might. <laughs> so they're just building a giant 200-foot man that's going to shoot lasers <laughs> out of its cancerous colon, and it's going to decimate the world. We'll always be speaking Flemish in 10 years. It's always the Belgians you got to look out for. Watch Belgiums? this space. Do you have anything more to add, Fraser? Watch out for Belgium. Thank you, Fraser, for your story. So, um, I'm up next. Here's my story. So, like, this is all about weird news, and we t- we're not very serious here, but we do, when you have a platform like this, you do have... Like what? Like this, the radio show. We're iTunes official now, hopefully, yeah. by the time this goes out. <laughs> we have somewhat of a... Or I feel like we have somewhat of a social responsibility... <laughs> To, Whoa. To, you know, <laughs> it was a nice time to start thinking of that in, in our own way. And like, what I'd like to tackle this week is women in the workplace. Okay, right. So this is a grey area. There's I feel too many. Of, no, I'm no, nothing no, like no. a group of four men to discuss women's exactly. issues live on radio. Who, who else knows better than four men about women's issues? But like, for women in the workplace, it's it's tough. Imagine like you're going for a job. They've got to think about like, is the interviewer going to be creepy? Are they going to judge them based on their looks? And if they try and, like, reject that, then that could have, like, a really negative effect on them. They might think, oh, I wish I wish they could just look at my CV and, and judge me for who I am and not what gender I am. Okay. Unfortunately, if they were trying to apply for a job as an engineer at Amazon, that would probably not work because Amazon built a recruitment robot that was sexist. <laughs> They built the world's most realistic recruitment <laughs> robot. <laughs> Was it like an AI that learned AI that learned to be sexist? Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is this just it like the an... Microsoft Aria thing, where like within twenty four we'll hours? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. It was an AI that just was just hooked up to loads of seventy seventies movies. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Amazon recruit. Um, I think close to six hundred thousand people worldwide they have that many employees right now and that's tripled in the last three years so Mm. we've got a lot of people working for amazon and if we compare that to something like microsoft they're under 150,000. google are under 100,000. so a lot bigger workforce than you'd think and if you're jeff bezos right you can either do this he got a hench he got he he has enough money that he doesn't have to care about this yeah i know but he still needs to recruit these people so it's not here i'm sure you got you got you got a lot of people to recruit so you (laughs) street sweepers (laughs) 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 can't wait for the amazon prison reformation scheme hey or you have to live in milton keynes for the rest (laughs) of your days no mr bezos why So, so if you're if you're Jeff Bezos, you have to bring more people in to your to your workforce, and to do that, you're going to need people to bring them in. 
So you can either get more staff to do that, who might complain about being worked to exhaustion, or <laughs> oh, you that's know, small being, yeah. <laughs> you know, not having proper living wages or whatever. Living or, in Milton Keynes, yeah. or AI. <laughs> sexist AI. Now, my boy Elon Musk warned exactly against this, and my favorite movie of all time, The Terminator Two, said that this was a bad idea as well. So tell me Mate, how this went so sour, Jay. Stephen Hawkins died of a virus, and he warned about AI. Now, was it a viral <laughs> virus or was it a computer virus? Did he, did what, the, what, what are you saying? What did the AI what get are you to saying? him? Well, no, because like he had motor neuron disease. He did. So obviously he was quite poorly and had immune system things. But the thing that like killed him off was a virus. So was it a computer virus? <laughs> so he obviously went with the AI. 2014, Amazon headquarters in the engineering hub in Edinburgh. They built 500 computer models with a team of 12. And that this story's come out recently because some of the, that team has spoken about this, this dodgy system of robots. Brilliant. They said everyone wanted this to be the holy grail. They literally wanted it to be an engine where I'm going to give you 100 resumes, it will spit out the top five, and we'll hire those. And apparently there was like a like an Amazon five-star ranking system with the CVs as well. So they'd take in the CVs, they'd rate it, and then whichever got the best ratings they'd pick. The Uber now, of recruitment. <laughs> exactly. In a year, by 2015, they realised there's, there's a bit of a problem here. And uh, they're all men. All the recommendations we're getting are are men. Oh and they were God. like, they're like, why, why is this? What's going on? How can a robot identify gender from a CV? Well, there's a name at the top. Yeah, I know. But do I you guess you're analysing those names and you're still learning to be sexist from that. So <laughs> just from names, well, yeah. So what they found out was actually that um, the system would downgrade candidates with like the word "women" in. So like if it was like women's chess club champion, you'd get downgraded. No. If you went to no. an all women's college, you'd oh. get downgraded. Yeah, come on, don't discriminate. Just downgrade chess club champion. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a like, reason enough to just yeah, pick, they pick women's the wrong chess, part of that chess sentence. Chuck it away. Yeah. So. So they tried to stop making this a big factor in the decision-making, but uh, unfortunately it was too late. <laughs> they, they, they took out some of the mechanisms that would mean it, but um, they said that the AI had become so intelligent that it would just find other ways to do it. Whoa. <laughs> so it was like, it was completely predisposed. To so just be, the to biggest be company in the world is getting fooled by sexist AI. So basically it would like scan language and like it could determine gender based on that because apparently words like executed and captured are uh, words that were often found in like male engineers CVs compared to females. So then they got boosted and the other ones got, got shut down. Terrifying. It is. It is quite terrifying. I think that in a lot of ways it's kind of just like how far can you really go with AI in that sense like this isn't the first time it's happened has it Jay it's not, like, no, it's no. not the first time that AI has no there was there was the uh, AI AI is a dangerous territory like you said there was um, Tay the Microsoft uh, Twitter chatbot okay. um, they were like oh yeah we'll, we'll take in your responses and, and it will learn and then it will mm. say stuff back to you and then within 24 hours it basically started saying like Oh, Hitler had some good ideas and uh, became like... Uh, yeah, never trust ins- the internet with anything. Like, started tweeting out, like, Trumpism, like, yeah, let's build a wall. It was pre-Trump as well, so it was, like, really yeah. really a sign of the time. Revolutionary, yeah. Ahead of a curve, I think. AI Aspired. is scary. I mean, if you you don't really know what AI is, then it's, it's basically just, like, man-made machines that have, like, learning and thinking, like, 
people. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, so, so like you said, yeah, artificial intelligence. So like you said, the Terminator, that's one. Hal from 2001 Space Odyssey, another one. Less scary. I'd argue that this was scarier, you know, because if if we're if we're saying we're creating robots that are supposed to think like us, then you know the first thing and, we get a sexist yeah, and they come out robots. disliking women. What does that say? You know, <laughs> it shows. Yeah, it doesn't speak volumes to our quality of people, I am, does it? I am like kind of joking with that, but also kind of not because the reason why they do it is because. Um, Breakfast, lunch, dinner. These machines were fed resumes that Amazon had received over the last 10 years. And because the technology industry is male-dominated, oh, no. they oh, were so like, oh, yeah, you must want men then. Yeah, so, so obviously it went off the information they already had. Yeah. So who's the real monster here? Huh? Exactly. Like, uh, Society. Society is the real <laughs> monster. Jeff Bezos. Pinocchio, the Pinocchio of the AI world. Was us trying to do his job, and everyone's persecuting him now. I don't know. I'm not, st- I mean. I'm not sticking up for the sexist robot. All AI goes to heaven, and this one is no exception. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately for the sexist robot, it doesn't doesn't have a happy ending. I, I see it kind of like a monster story. It took them two years to kill it. They killed it in 2017. It but took them two what years. Was it, like, running because around the warehouses. Don't you just so don't you just unplug the thing? <laughs> yeah. No, because they just tried to help it, and you know they're like, it's not your fault that you're like this. It's us, and and we made you. But oh, we was want like- we want you to be better. And then they had to go. No, was it like, the old yeller? Was it? I like, created you. I have to take you out the world. Was Dude, it, if you old was yeller, it like I am legend? Was were they like singing to the laptop? And then when they realised there was no save in it, they just snapped it in two. Like he, Will Smith snapped ha- that dog's I, neck. I haven't seen I am legend. Oh, I'm I know. sorry. <laughs> the dog's neck gets snapped. <laughs> so yeah, just quick, quick wrap up. So so the the project is dead. It's only coming out now that it died in 2017, unfortunately. But they are Amazon are going back to the drawing board. They've started a new team, um, focused that together, and they're trying to give automated employment another go, this time with a focus on diversity. That so can only end terribly for Amazon. Yeah, that's my story. In the bulletin, we talked about a man who lost touch with reality and died shortly after eating the brains of a dead squirrel. We have one of our reporters, Andy, here right now, and he's going to break down the story for us. So... Andy, tell us what you found out in New York. Jay, I'm so excited to tell the world what I found out about Squirrel Man. I mean, you, you can't really call him Squirrel Man, but okay. What have you got? Now, it's unclear if he ate the brains themselves or he ate squirrel meat contaminated with brains. But one question remains. Why would he do this? Was it just a moment of madness or was it something more? Or was this man trying to gain powers? What? Picture this. You see a man hunched over in a park munching on some rodent frontal lobe. Your first thought is... It's New York, nothing surprises me anymore. Why is that your first thought? But then you think about it a little more, and you go, maybe there's something to it. You know, crime in New York is down, and in these trying political times in America, we can't assume it's a police enforcement, but maybe it's a caped crusader who craves nuts cleaning up the corners of Chinatown and Canal Street. Are you trying to pitch me a superhero origin story? Exactly, exactly. I'm glad you understand, because not many people seem to get it. We hear it's closely related to bad cow disease, and get worried. But I'm thinking that maybe there's some kind of powers involved. You've seen how the cows act when they get infected. I reckon this man was trying to gain the abilities of the friendly tree rat in the same way. Andy, this guy's dead. He, he's not a superhero, he's dead. Jay, you know how hard it is having a secret identity. While the public at large may weep for the loss of the man he was, they will celebrate the symbol he has become. He's no longer bound by society. He's in the trees and also in our hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, Squirrel Man rises. Uh, 
Randy, not, nothing about this was for superpowers. The, the man died because he ate squirrel brains, got a rare form of mad cow disease, and then died. I'm, I'm looking at the symptoms now. They include depression, anxiety, memory loss, personality changes, difficulty swallowing, and speak. Are you honestly suggesting that people are eating brains just to try and contract this? I mean, it worked for him, didn't it? It didn't work. Oh, he's dead. Ah, you're not looking at the bigger picture. We could all have powers. And from something really simple, they're actually not that bad. We, we, they work quite well growing up as uh, burger patties. I think the place pretty good. No, that's actually vile. You want some? Please, get, get the f*** out of the studio. Uh, now. More, more for me. You're listening to News Munch on CSRFM. Me and Fraser have already pitched our stories. Next up, we have Dylan. All right. So, first and foremost, quick shameless plug. I have a cooking show on KTV. Oh, dude, none of that. Dude, come on. Yeah, come on. Set out. (laughs) Now, what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about some recipes from around the world. Okay. Uh, So, I'm I'm guessing, Brad, you're the type of guy who likes cookies, right? Dude, not cool. Um, No, no, I'm more of a muffin man, but go on. Muffin top man. Jay, (laughs) Fraser, all good with cookies. Yeah, I know real issues with it. Um. Oh no! Actually, yeah, I do have a bit of an issue. So you know when you think it's chocolate chip and you don't read the label when you're in a rush and you bite into it, and it's raisin. Yeah, that's, that is pretty bad. Throw out the window. My anger. only issue though. Cookies uh, have nuts in. They're bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. You have allergies. Jesus, that's that's fair well. enough. <laughs> so for, so, the four hosts hate cookies. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, pretty bad take overall. Then. <laughs> tough crowd. Tough crowd. <laughs> Maryland are all right though. Yeah. No, they're not. Maryland are good. Anyways. Subway cookies. There we are. All right. What's wrong? Okay, with thank you, Brad. I know you ate Subway this morning, but anyway, not any cookies though. So <laughs> basically, in America, you know how they have Girl Scout cookies. People who yes. you know stand yeah. up corners with the boxes yeah. and all that. And you know, sometimes you have to show and tell stuff. But like, you'll bring some stuff you bake in. It's like generally quite a wholesome thing. So in Davis, California, police are investigating after a high after high school students allegedly made cookies with a disturbing extra ingredient: human ashes. (laughs) What? No. So according to students, around two students were a part of a plot uh, to make and pass out (laughs) these sugar cookies with their grandparents' cremated ashes inside. Oh no! I was against it. Now, now I'm for it. What? 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 Because that's cute. Hate, hate sexist cute. robots. Yeah. Love cannibalism. <laughs> get why? I get why you you know you don't like cookies. You have your allergies. You like the uh, the feeling of being betrayed by getting raisins. And Brad, uh, you just like softer things. So that's fair enough. But I gotta think like I gotta think sometimes like you know you don't, there's always a question of you don't get what you bargained for here. <laughs> Absolutely, <just> Fraser. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to be. A- <laughs> I was just referring to my. <laughs> I didn't take it as you made it. I just found it really funny. Like, Brad, you like self things? <laughs> okay, Dylan, please continue. Okay, so basically, uh, we, we've all had, you know, we've all had our issues with cookies in some sort of way, but obviously these kids, they just went and have some cookies about how past around class. They didn't, but they didn't bargain for some stuff with ashes inside. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they were containing tiny grey flecks, so they weren't really sure, like, what they were. They were, like, they were under the impression it was maybe, like, it's California, so you know it's it. You think weed right away? Yeah, some sort of like weird like superfood. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> kale, and, them, kale and a cookie or something like that. Pulverized these, quinoa. These showing kid, show and tell kids are just really bad at baking. There was some mixed in all the ingredients or anything. There's a student called Andy Knox who ate one of the cookies, so there was no way to tell that it was human remains. And uh, I love his quote that he gave to KRCA TV. If you ever ate sand as a kid, you know you can kind of feel it crunching in between your teeth. So there was a tiny bit of that, 
<laughs> so not only did he had the misfortune of eating some ashes inside of a cookie, he also admitted live on television that he eats sand. But yeah. that's something for him to do <laughs> yeah. after this whole cookie thing blows over. It's like you know I hate it, sand. <laughs> it's like you know when cool, you eat sand, it gets everywhere. <laughs> So, basically, when the story first came out, they were like, we got to make sure it's human remains. Maybe they're just being edgy kids and, like, spreading it around. Uh, it was confirmed that they were, in fact, grandparents' ashes. And now testing is underway to see if there's health effects that could come about. There's none assumed, basically. There's no assumption of adverse health effects. But obviously, they want to be sure because it's kids. And you don't, you don't want kids eating ashes. That Dylan, is true, Dylan. Dylan. You don't want kids eating e- ashes. Explain to me what Parenting the real what problem is here, though. The real problem? Yeah. That Andy Knox eats sand in the sand pits? No. no yeah, I think that's... more that these two twisted individuals fed human remains Whoa. to their yeah. classmates. Why are we painting these out to be two twisted individuals? These are two kids who just love their grandparents. Jay, well, Jay Africa ain't going to fly. Jay, yeah, yeah, if, you're, if, yeah, you're into Jay. This, if you're into these alternative recipes, I've got a cookbook about semen-based recipes for you that, right now, if you want. That sounds oh, less interesting. What, recipes for men in the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, are you mistaken, pal. So the first and most simple recipe in natural harvest. <laughs> Your number one source of salty protein. Uh, is uh, some semen-coated seafood, some shucked oysters left to marinate inside a semen mix. There's the most. Uh, this book came around, again, from around Californians. Yeah, of um, course. And what happened was uh, they were kind of, they were, in 20... There was a, a little bit of a time in the mid-2010s where people were just on this weird, like, hey... You know, in Kenya, they use human poop to make uh, to make charcoal. It actually burns cleaner than it does to do, like, wood and everything. It's mm-hmm. more sustainable. That'd be a problem what else could we use? But... And California's decided to look towards uh, down south or the male side. And uh, they have a whole collection. Now, I obviously uh, haven't brought them in to taste because I don't want to do that. And I don't think you do either. Yeah, uh, but perform. one guy called Fotenhauer... Uh, reviewed the recipes. Wait, what did you say his name was? Fotenhauer. It's like a what? handle for his blog. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought he was like a, a one-name superstar like Madonna. <laughs> now, allegedly, these are the I, I cannot confirm this, but Fotenhauer says that it required eight ounces of uh, of oysters to about eight teasp- tablespoons of semen. And the taste was, as he says, ever swallow an oxidized penny with a uh, shot of seawater when you were a kid? <coughs> That's basically what these tasted like. Who would who? Why did oh. now? All right, I I, I see. I, I heard the gagging. All right, we're we're not we're not all for this cookie stuff with the ashes. Yeah, the cookies. Race. That's why I'm. That's disgusting. Sure. The semen books. Nah, mate, not having it. So, uh, all right, Brad, you like bread, don't you? Oh, f- oh yeah, I bloody love bread. White bread, mad for that. <laughs> love a bit of it. White bread, ups downs, Fraser. Oh, uh, gluten makes me bloated. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Can I have gluten in my diet anymore? Oh no! I still hey, there's eat some vacancies at Davies, California, for you if you want to head on over there. Yeah, I'll just have semen bread instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some active ingredients. It might be good for yeast. So, you know, do you want to know why white bread stays white? Because uh, naturally, wheat kind of leads towards whole wheat flavors. It goes browner. It's like a lot more of an earthier taste. And white bread has a lot more of a softer complexion. It kind of sometimes tastes supernatural. It's made of wheat, but. Because so, white is favourable. I don't. Bread Jay, is made we're not from talking about your AI Minecraft. anymore. We're on my cooking show. <laughs> they uh, weren't racist. They were just sexist. Okay. One no, together. that was the Microsoft one. So yeah. Have you heard of L-cysteine? No. It's an amino acid used to prolong shelf life in products such as commercial bread. Do you want to know what it's made of? Uh, I'm not sure you're going to tell us. Human hair. Cactus. Oh. 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 
human, human hair. Specifically human. Sp- uh, human hair, or you could use duck feathers, but normally both. <laughs> Rather have duck feathers. Yeah, uh, the reason donate. why they use human hair is because they import it from China from mass like uh, sweatshops because they'll shave the hair oh, so they don't like there's no chance for getting caught in machines. And they'll just take the hair and break it down to Elsa Icetine. So now oh. I can't even buy bread if I want to be... No, like, Brad, you cannot have your bread. You can't have your grilled cheese sandwiches for dinner tonight, then unfortunately. I just die? Yeah, maybe preferable. I've got an interest in Would You Rather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> would You Rather. Uh, grandma cookies or semen oyster? Grandma, yeah, grandma cookies. cookies. Grandma yeah. cookies for sure. Yeah, grandma cookies. I don't even think that's that bad. What? Human remains? I'd go for the semen. <laughs> <laughs> at least you can't be arrested for eating no because if you think an oyster you slurp and it just goes straight down like whereas you have to chew yeah, up it, somebody's grandma but it tastes like a small no, like penny like, though it's, ash it. it's, like, it's like barbecue what it's like barbecue it depends what you it's know. cookies that have been in the oven what for barbecues too long? have sand in them Jay it's cookies that have been in the oven too long alright so after this brief tour de force for the world of human cooking what I can safely say is that California is really weird for one and number two um, yeah Please don't bake your ashes into cookies. Please don't <laughs> s- into my oysters at a seafood restaurant. <laughs> and lastly, just please stop buying white bread. I don't want. I don't want the children's. Uh, I don't want the children in China's sweatshop hair in my uh, in my tsani in the morning. No, see uh, yourself. Stay tuned for, for Dylan's cooking show on KTV, where you can see him try all of the recipes he's mentioned today. Right, Bradley, finish us up with your story. Absolutely, Jay. Um. I can't really start this story without just STD carrying ladybirds are infecting Manchester United football players homes (laughs) is this what they're telling their wives and girlfriends (laughs) it was the ladybird (laughs) oh it's Kylo it was the ladybirds that's um, the worst Manchester accent I've ever heard, bro. There are like no Manchester players in the Manchester United team at the moment yeah there is, Jesse Lingard Ah, yeah. he's from Salford, it's not him uh, he asked is, names. I want names. I will tell you names. Uh, this is the story that um, currently in the north of Britain and the Midlands, there is a swarm of STD ladybirds coming in from Asia and they're infesting themselves in people's homes. And one of the homes that has been infested is uh, J- Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could just imagine the press conference. Like, Phil Jones cannot play this weekend because he is in the late stages of syphilis. He got from a ladybug. No, no further questions. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, these they carry a fungal um, STD called uh, Labul Benal Bin Biniales. Good guy. Thank Good you. Go. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Doctor Bradley. <laughs> it's um, it's uh, it's not necessarily dangerous, but it can cause infertility in women. Okay, that sounds pretty dangerous. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's very rare, but. These sw- they've swarmed over because of the warm autumn that we've been having. Yeah. And um, they're finding rest place to hibernate over the winter. You may have found them in your homes, crusty little ladybirds. They're actually hibernating. They're not dead. Kill them anyway, because it might make your children infertile. <laughs> True. Um, and Fraser's <laughs> these- looking out for the children here. <laughs> More about the kids. As always. Um, these cat-ridden bugs, they really like them. <laughs> They really like warm places. So you'll see them about the boiler. And unfortunately, um, Johnny, um, Phil Jones has been one of the people affected. Also affected is um, ex-Manchester United player Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans' wife tweets to her followers, anybody else got ladybirds all over their house? As in, as in like they think they'd get replies and help. 
Phil Jones's wife replies, OMG, had pest control here this afternoon. We'll WhatsApp you. <laughs> I don't know why they're targeting Manchester United or so, Manchester wait, United players. How, how confirmed like are these STDs? These are very, very scientifically confirmed. So so does Phil Jones... Well, he and... doesn't have it. But, like, there's a, oh, there's a high risk. Could. Yeah, Brad swabbed him earlier in the week. And the test results here, no, live on know. Newsmunch, I'm, are... I'm whipping them out to Johnny Evans, Phil Jones. The reasons they're not playing. <laughs> breaking news. No, I didn't know if you were, like... Telling us something that had been official or not? No, no, they're at risk. Okay, they've had pest control in, and now there's no more ladybirds for now. And it's starting to get colder, so unfortunately, if you wanted to have the STD ladybirds come into your house, oh yeah, sounds fun, fun treat for the whole family. (laughs) This Christmas, country file. So we (laughs) have some visitors from Asia that spread STDs. Here's how to make a cozy little nest. So come springtime, your children will be barren for the rest of their lives. I love the idea of you just let the ladybugs in because, yes, STDs are not just for Christmas, they're for life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't judge a man if he had an STD. Yes, but you I would. Think he would. Yes, you would. Yeah, what? you would, wouldn't you? Um, talking about uh, celebrities and STDs, do you want to hear another time that a celebrity nearly caught an STD? Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was I'm about, ready for I this one. bug related. Well, it's animal related. Oh, that's um, that's scary. Okay, just go on. All koalas have chlamydia. <laughs> It's something that they all have. Uh, like, why? Uh, why? Just, that's just how it is. Science has worked. That's just the way it is. How and did we catch chlamydia for the first time? <laughs> that's in, the real in, question. In a 2012 <laughs> tour of um, Australia. Um, oh, where is this going? <laughs> One Direction members Liam Payne and Harry Styles posed with a photo shoot of a koala bear in a zoo. The three-year-old koala cat um, was known to have a particularly potent version of the chlamydia. Um, and they had to go for immediate screening to check they didn't have chlamydia. Um, was this live on stage as well? It was at a photo shoot. There were, the press was there. Um, Liam Payne said, I'm genuinely scared. This is worrying. I'd have never picked the thing up if I'd known. It's fair enough. Yeah, I can't say I blame him. How was Harry Styles about it? Harry Styles, well, he's actually having to defend this um, allegation that he caught the chlamydia as recent as last year. Um, does anyone want to guess what he said when they asked him if he'd caught chlamydia off a koala? No. no. I don't have chlamydia. Something like that. They're growing up uh, now. They he said, forever. no. I was right. You that's right, that's yeah, literally what I said. He said no and quickly moved the conversation on. <laughs> um, I've also got this story about um, earlier this year, a company called Giant Microbes had launched cuddly toys for children based on STD with how they look oh, under yeah. microscopes. Um, I hope it's not a scratch and sniff line. <laughs> um, well, they said that uh, love might be in the air this spring, but just remember to stay safe, stay safe, and keep clean. This is 2018. Know that giant microbes STDs are on the prowl, and they can't wait to jump in your pants. Are STDs a- just everywhere? Apparently, well, uh, like you don't have to have like. It's a bold. Yeah. It's a bold marketing campaign. Uh, they made they. This company got famous because they had um, the first ever stuffed animal based on the common cold. And that sold really well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. So now that. they have 400 different germ cuddly toys. But who wants the cuddle germ? Well, if you'd saw them, I'll try and explain what they look like. Oh, they're okay, cute. Yeah. It's not like, they, yeah, it's not really like cute. Yeah, they, ra- they round out the... Obviously, they're not oh. just going to make it like a replica, Jay. They're not going to be like... Well, they, they made it for like a gag gift. So you could be like, I gave my girlfriend herpes. But it was actually the name of the animal. Okay. Um, so Clim- uh, gonorrhea looks like Eva from Wally. Oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, chlamydia looks like a pea, but with sprouts coming out the top. Uh, herpes is the son from the Teletubbies. <laughs> what, with the baby's face? Yep. 
Okay. And syphilis is a nice little curly worm that's like all spiraled around, keeping warm. So give oh, that those... does sound cute. So... I want syphilis. <laughs> Out of context, sure. Um, they said they introduced it to teach kids about illnesses in an exciting and adorable way. But I know if I got an STD cuddly toy, I definitely wouldn't be like, look at all of the information I'm learning. I would be shoving it in people's faces and go, Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> I have a fun scientific study uh, about STDs, actually. Go nuts. So, you know, when you were at school, yep. you know, the first kids you knew to get head lice... Mm-hmm. later in life I guarantee you they have an STD now that's not a study that's, <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's just, just something you've thought that's a theory it's not addressed that's anyone conspiracy. Conspiracy. Well, I, can, I, I can back but... it up the scattiest girl at my primary school had hair lice and now she's got an STD <laughs> how do you know she has an can STD we... everyone knows she's got an STD she's <laughs> famous for it can we like can we put in scattiest girl in our primary school I think so yeah. did name her so overall, so Brett, yeah, Brad, please, please yeah, sum up your story. Just, just um, <laughs> keep an eye out because this year we've had STD ladybirds. Who knows what's coming next year? Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Hey, it's it's worms. Too late for Johnny Evans and Phil Jones. <laughs> we'll decide who has the best story in a bit. But first, I wanted to bring something up, and and there's no real way to segue this. I'm just gonna say it straight, I guess. Um. Has anyone heard about the Cuddle Cafe in Tokyo? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I really... Can't I, I have. Yes. That's a bit too enthusiastic, Dylan, but okay. Basically, Fraser, what it is, you go to this place and you pay a ton of money to cuddle with a stranger, and then there's, like, tons of extra fees on top of that. Sounds like the perfect getaway for a lonely, degenerate loser. And I was I was going to do that as a story once, but it, it didn't pan out. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because they just opened one up in Maidstone. Wait, they did they? Yeah, last week. Uh, uh, oh, oh, cool. Um, oh, oh guys, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> just remembered. I'm really sorry about this. I have to go. Um, uh, make a phone call. Yeah, yeah, phone call. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah, I, I'll be back. I'll D- be back. Dylan, soon. where are you going? Uh, I'm really sorry. I just, <laughs> you know, those phones, right? Uh, they're just always ringing. We're in the middle of the show, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'll. Uh... Uh, yeah, um... Dude! D- d- I'll, I'll, I'll be back, it's like, I'll be back ten minutes tops, alright? I'll, I'll catch you in a bit. What? What? Hi, is this the, uh, is this the Cuddle Cafe? Yeah, mate, this is it. Oh, oh wonderful. Uh, I, I'm a local resident, and I, I was just in the area. I was very, cu- uh, I was uh, you, uh, curious about, like, how much, uh, I, I don't know, like, how much would it cost me for uh, an hour in this fine establishment? Well, that's about two grand, my boy. Uh, oh, oh, wonderful. Okay, good. Uh, good to know. Um, now, how about only five minutes? Like five minutes of your, you and your client's wonderful time. Well, lowest we can go is 20 minutes, and that's 400 quid, mate. Oh, okay, fantastic. And I have to ask, you know, just uh, just out of a preference for myself, do you, do you, you don't happen to have, like, exclusively female cuddlers? Oh, yes. Give us a 400 quid and get in the room, pal. Uh, right away, thank you very much. Hello, hi, come in. Uh, so let's cover some ground rules. Uh, any additional touching and talking costs extra. And remember, this is just a cuddle cafe, nothing deeper. So let's get started. You know, that's kind of, that's like where it all started, you know? And it's been weird for me ever since. Like, uh, I guess you could say that that was the first time I really realised I didn't like soup. Uh, of course I get that, uh, but I have to remind you that talking costs extra. I mean, yeah, it's kind of difficult when you're the only member of your family that hasn't got a working nose, but I mean, it's not so bad, right? It's not weird? 
Tell me something weird. The biggest embarrassment of my professional career when I was working in a kitchen was confusing shallots for spring onions. And to be quite frank, they don't teach you that in food tech and I don't think I should be blamed for it. It's been so long and I've never got my name on the scoreboard in anything. Is this like a sports thing? Oh no, this is just for news much. Okay, look. I may have PayPal'd money over to some of those cam girls, but it was because that was for like the Fiverr website. You know, where you pay people to read out messages. I didn't know that that was not the personal detail section. And long story short, Santander won't talk to me now. Okay, so I'm afraid our time is up now, so feel free to get your stuff and uh, go home. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I know that this is a timed thing, uh, but I... I just, I can't lie to you. I, I feel something really special here. This has been fantastic. W when can I see you again? When you book your next session. No, but that, like this was more than just a session, right? Like, you know, this is something that goes beyond outside of this place. Yeah, I don't think so. Look, look, I, I, I know, I know it's weird, but I, I, I can help you. I may have spent my last 600 quid cuddling a stranger, but I feel like I get people, you know? Like, I see you as you are, you know? Listen, listen, guy, uh, I don't know you and you don't know me. You pay me money to cuddle you while you cry about radio shows. This is a job to me and nothing more. So now, please move along. You, you smell of ham and cigarettes and I have plenty more customers waiting. And then I grabbed him and I said, look, Biddy, you're the orphan now. <laughs> what? Why did we let you have a soundboard? Oh, nice of you to turn up, Dylan. I'm, I'm sorry I took so long, guys. It, you know, that's Michael's right. It, it, it's fine. Brad left it for a bit, too, so it's, it's okay. okay. Glad you're back now, though. Okay. Hey, uh, you guys don't think I smell of ham and cigarettes, right? You're listening to News Munch on CSR. We've all pitched our stories now. Now all that's left is to decide who has the weirdest story of the week. Uh, let's Let's get a summary of Fraser's story first. Okay, so uh, a giant 10 foot, 150 pound codon with cancerous tumours inside it has gone missing, in addition to a giant note that's gone missing in Portland. And I think the Belgians are behind it because they're going to create a giant inflatable man. So, once again, your story is an insane theory you have an amalgamation <laughs> of actual stories into some wacky some, yeah, some Frankenstein Godzilla the, the evidence is there why else would they no, have why else would they have an anus cafe your, if they weren't interested your main story your colon. main story is the colon right yeah guys, guys what problems do we have do we have any problems with the story what do we like about the story share your thoughts I, I love the fact that they lost two inflatable <laughs> <laughs> two giant inflatable body parts just gone and they haven't been recovered and there can't be many of them in the world yeah, it seems like quite a unique It's a unique, unique issue to face. Yeah. Uh, Just like how they were going to take a cancerous colon to a fun run. I think, <laughs> to I educate think th joggers. That makes sense. I think the main issue I oh, kind of... like that. The main issue I kind of have with the story is that, like, it is a weird occurrence that there's a 10-foot, 150-pound colon, and how do you lose something like that? But things get stolen from fun runs all the time. But it's just the way. <laughs> yeah, the inflatable stuff gets like taken away at the ends and everything like that. It's the only thing weird about it in my eyes is just that it's a ten foot, one hundred fifty pound colon, and they can't find it anywhere. It's ten foot. It's quite big. Yeah, but like Fraser said in the story, it can be deflated and then 
folded up. You know, quite quite easy to hide then. But mate, what would you do with it? Why would somebody steal it? There are money, no, the money. It costs, it costs, it costs in raw materials. It probably costs quite a bit of money. And it's yeah, not like a drug bust where like you oh, can yeah, have sniffer like, dogs around and no yeah, one's but, sniffing from inflatables. <laughs> so, but like you can't just like what like what do you mean like raw materials oh yeah like i've really been after a, like a rubbery tumor for a long time about the size of a watermelon it's been on my christmas Thank list you. yeah there's a market for everything mate like someone will buy it you might not get four grand but you'll still get a bit of money did for you it. steal it no comment then it was the belgians <laughs> okay thank you for the belgians. giant for rectal you cafe we, we'll get right back on that one too because that was fun okay um i reckon i reckon we go to dylan next Brief run up of my story. Uh, I took you through some human culinary delights, but the main focal point was that California kids, who are undeniably insane, ha- baked their grandma's ashes into cookies and then distributed them to their classmates. The fact that you described culinary delights on a story about <laughs> ashes in cookies, semen on yeah, no, scallops. Why did you think it was a good idea to promote your cooking show and then <laughs> proceed to give terrible recipes? Now listen, these aren't things People I... in their minds will link those two together. I'm hoping the show gets cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just thought it would be an easy peg in to sort of pull into that. It's a shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. It's cross-promotion, though. Oh no, all three, three listeners will uh, will no longer tune into <laughs> Disasters with Dylan. That's a shame. Is that what the show's called? No, I want it to be called that <laughs> really badly. I, I, I do like your story, and I like the idea that... um. You know, there are things in food that we don't really realise. But, again, like, what what's the difference? Okay, I get the difference. Of, yeah, like, are you trying it's, to... It's people in up, food. I but grew up with ashes in my cookies all the time. It might what's not the ta- It's deal? not going to taste great, but I don't think, like... It's more the fact that there's ashes in cookies. Bro- no, but I like Broski's... the idea as a gesture, you know what I mean? Like It's not a gesture. It's it, was not, a it wasn't. It was It was just straight up, they plotted to do it. Like, Where did they get the ashes from? They took it from the urn, Jay. Right, so it wasn't like a... It wasn't a sentimental thing. Yeah, it they, wasn't they, like... Didn't, they didn't kill a drifter or something to generate the ashes. <laughs> no, what I thought, I thought they were like, grandparents were like like expert bakers and like every weekend they take them in and they no. bake them cookies and stuff and the grandparents died and they wanted to continue the tradition no, man, so they, they just wanted they to s- play a prank with the school kids even though you're not with us you'll still be with us in the cookies but until it gets passed through the other end it's psycho kids not loving grandchildren <laughs> not, no, I, i'm not trying to like humanize their behavior here it was just kind of gross and disgusting although technically not illegal according to the state of california oh i do like that that does make it good no, I don't think it should be illegal. Wait, let's see for the. No, it should totally be illegal. It's Why? Taking they're trying like human co- remains and making people eat them. Well, first and foremost, they're kids anyway, and then they're debating whether or not like the okay, legality the of the. Of, yeah, like, fine. Is it like... does it count as spiking food if it has no adverse health effects? It's exactly. spiking food. Nobody wants to eat. People. Some of the kids knew they're about it and ate anyway. It's dust. I only know one place where people like to eat people. That's Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, people eat people in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Is this, another, like, is this potentially libelous again? No, like no. He's, he's gone against the, the Belgians. Nation. He's gone against people in Papua New Guinea. Belgium, Papua New Guineans, maybe. Manchester, Keats, Belgium. Fraser just doesn't like people. Papa, no, but in Papua New Guinea, right, they have a history. They, have like, they used to have a coming-of-age ritual amongst certain um, ethnic groups in Papua New Guinea where a rite of passage was eating human flesh. Okay. Thank nice. you, Fraser, for your facts of the day. It's not racist. It's anthropology. Nah, actually, I'll go. For, I'll go next. No, I'll, guys, I'll go. guys, what do you think about my story? <laughs> <laughs> I should have really gone straight after the Fraser, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, so my story was uh, 
AI that Amazon made was sexist. <laughs> Discriminates made, against women. I find it. Sad. I find it hilarious, but I also like. I'm, it's a, it's it's not like a situation that's like they made it. They gave it all the best intentions in the world, and then it turned evil on its own. It's just. A, it's because Amazon are just a, were a sexist company from the ground up. But it's still. So, like, what, it's point, still like a like the weirdness derives from the fact of like yeah we uh, Silicon Valley only hires men. So, and then Amazon just then the AI was like, "Look, Daddy, I could be just like you." <laughs> but that's scary, right? Oh, it's that's scary. scary that we it's live scary, in a time yeah. where like technology can do that. They'll like take you and then they'll expert out. I'm like, no, that's bad. But you just yeah, you just it's just holding up a mirror. Of what? Yeah, it's holding up a mirror it's, almost. It's bloody, hey, bloody frightening. You know what? You know what? Um, the robot, the word robot comes from. It comes from the Czech word for slave. That AI was only doing what it was being told. <laughs> I'm not justifying it, by the way. That's what Slavery the Nazi or said sexism. too. <laughs> Just picturing shirtless Jeff Bezos with a whip on the robots. <laughs> I, I, I like the story before. a lot, Jay. I actually think it's I think it's really good, but um, it just made me sad. It just yeah, it I, is. I think it's, the weirdest, it's, a, it's a depressing story, but it's a bizarre story. Yeah, it's bizarre, but the weird and the fact the weirdness derives more from the fact of like it's a sexist like company from the get go. So for that, it's kind of like, it, it's, I just kind of feel like, I don't justify, obviously, sexism in that sense, but like, the, the AI was doing what it was told to, like, it, it was just trying to do the best it could. It's just, <laughs> just trying to do its job, I man. Think, I keep thinking about it as like Pinocchio, and I'm just like, oh, I want to show, <laughs> show you the world, pal. My mind goes to like, um, Dr. Ian Malcolm, the wise words of him, so, oh. aka Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Whereas, like, you scientists were like, so preoccupied with thinking about what you could do, that you didn't think about whether you should do it. Life yeah. uh, finds a way. So Life, you're okay. Uh, finds a way. You're okay with eating human re- remains or feeding human remains to children in cookie form, but you're against sexist AI. Brad, please Jay's give us a summary of your story. <laughs> you just don't expect STD ladybirds <laughs> to go into ex and current footballers' homes. And I loved I, my favorite part of this is the fact that the wives independently contacted each other on Twitter to talk about it. And then they contacted pest control through it. I was really excited when you started your story. I was just the idea of a ladybird like landing on something. It's like, whoops, I got chlamydia. But then, <laughs> well, like, if, if that was a real thing, we it would be awful. We'd, we'd be, yeah, it'd be over. Wow. I, I'm not excited because it was a good thing, but excited just because that's that would be hilarious. You know, I, w- I was saddened by the fact that they didn't actually get STDs, and really, they just have a new house pet. Yeah, it's, it's not a pet. If it's a pet, they're like thousands of Fine, dead a, pets. a new house swarm. My dog's <laughs> never given the me lady, syphilis. The ladybird or the STD is the pet here, Jay. Which, which one are we thinking? Either uh, I, I kind of both put, are for life. I felt like you kind of got away from what made that first story pretty good with the follow-ups. I kept on with animals with STD was my favorite. I, I, yeah, but I then you went, you went to like teddy bears, cuddly not, animals with STD. They weren't, they weren't animals though; they were just toys. Yeah, I'll be honest, microbes. Yeah, microbes are animals. It's not like they. It's not like they. It's not like they like. <laughs> they have STD. feelings, Dylan. No, STDs no, they're are animals too. Organism, Mate, if, you, if you would have seen them, you'd have felt the same cuteness to an STD. I have seen them, Brad. Have you? Yes, they're great. Yeah, awesome. Fraser, what but do you like, think about Brad's story? Uh, yeah, it was alright. It got like less weird when it found out that they weren't as contagious as I first. No, it's like thought. a really rare strain, and they just called pest control. So it's like, well, it's just more of the the the, the fact that it could have been could have. But anecdote though, naughty. Yeah, isn't this like the story you pitched once where it was like this guy who predicted the future and it was just all <laughs> not real anyway? Let's not go back to that. But this is real. That wasn't. That, no, that was real to be fair. Sorry, yeah. This uh, happened to poor Phil Jones. He's got a bad <laughs> enough face as it is. Okay, thanks, Brad. So, everyone, I want you to write down your scores for everyone's stories on presentation 
and on the weirdness of the story, hand them to me, and then we'll figure out who wins. Then anyone watch Kung Dime with me? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about, about this Envot. Who's going to be that <laughs> who gives everyone those scores just to improve their own chances? <laughs> I think you're saying it because it's going to be you. <laughs> no, I think I'm being quite generous. Uh, uh, is that not what we're all doing? <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I'm being fair, obviously. I'm not going to like lie and be like, No, it was bad. Boys. Hello. The scores are in. Oh. Okay. Alright, so, should we do a drum roll for absolute dead loss? Let's yeah, not be drum rolling, because the mics will break. Yeah, that's not... A, yeah, yeah let's <laughs> do a drum roll. Let's just do, like, an unenthusiastic clap. In just last one, place... One big clap. ...is a joint tie between Brad and Fraser. Oh. Hey, I wasn't stone dead last. Hell yeah. <laughs> I wanted not last, and I got last. It's joint last. It's shared with someone. I want to see the score breakdown. <laughs> I think we. Should, I think for our own happiness levels, we should all just keep it a secret. Why? In second place is me, which means Dylan. For the first time, you are a news munch winner. Please don't scream. Hey, thank like, you very much, guys. I really appreciate perfect. it. That's right, oh, that's, that's all I wanted. Thank you. Well done, Dylan. Happy New Year. Right, go me. Yay. Yeah, then you get a clap. Fraser won't clap for me, but that's okay. That's all right. Fraser doesn't need to clap. He'll, he'll get through it. He'll get over it eventually. One day. Thank you for listening, everyone. Check us out on social media uh, Facebook, Twitter, at Newsmunch or Newsmunch FM. I want one an of the two. <laughs> Dylan's really happy. Who gave me two and two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the show ends now but it'll keep going for another couple of hours so uh, we want to give a we want to give a shout out to Manavka for doing our jingles for the segments and also for doing our intro theme yes yeah. thank you very much thanks mate I right, really, thank, really appreciate it thank you for listening everyone see you later stay with bye